Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Monday, May the 30th, 2022. It is currently 5.37 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Well, If you missed it, you need to go back and listen to the last live broadcast because in the last live broadcast, we introduced, well, our Bible study exercise for summer 2022, right? For the first six weeks of summer 2022, we are going to be studying the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. I gave you your, I gave you your, uh, I guess your initial homework, your initial assignments. So you want to go back and you want to listen to that. We're going to be, we're going to be basically two major studies for the summer of 2022. The first six, first six weeks is the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. The last part of summer 2022 is going to be dedicated to studying the subject of loving your neighbor. Those are the two things we're going to be working on in summer of 2022. We invite you to be a part of it. Please go back and listen to part one, Bible study exercise, the Holy Spirit, part one. That will give you the introduction for what we're going to be doing this summer, and that will give you your assignment. But I mentioned, or assignments, plural, right, because there are three, but I mentioned in that episode, in that introduction, that I was going to take some time to teach you the topical Bible study method how to study a topic in the Bible, right? The topical method of Bible study, the topical method of Bible study. So that, so this is going to supplement what we're doing in our study of the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, but I'm going to, I I didn't refer to this as the Holy Spirit part two. You'll see the title Bible study exercise topical method because I'm setting this somewhat separate because for anyone, whether they participate in the Bible study exercise or not, if they care about studying the Bible at all, if they if they really say, yes, I want to be a good Bible student, well, then you need to know methods of Bible study. A lot of people just very haphazard. They grab a Bible, they read something, they highlight something, they write something down, they may look up a cross-reference. It's very haphazard. There's no real structure, and they call it Bible study. But I believe for actual Bible study to take place, you have to have some methods, and there are 12 methods of Bible study. We've talked about them. We've studied some of those methods before, all of them at at some point in time. But today we're just going to use one of the, I'm going to focus on one of those methods called the topical method of Bible study. Now, before we do anything else, before we get into this study, before, before I give you the instructions on how to do a topical, how to do the topical method of Bible study, before I do that, I just have to make sure I drive this point home. This is so important Um, I know it drives people crazy that I repeat it so much, but it, it has to be said. Remember, Bible study is first and foremost an observational exercise. Every a lot of people want to add interpretation into their Bible study. Bible study, first and foremost, is observational. Bible study methods are simply observational tools to help you be able to observe what's in the Bible. 
You have to do a Bible study method. You have to do observation before you can transition out of Bible study really into Bible interpretation, which now you're entering into the world of hermeneutics, right? Bible study is observational. When you're doing Bible study, you're not trying to interpret anything. In fact, if you try to interpret anything, you are you're you're messed up. You're already you're already have left the road. You're 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 you're, you're everything's going to go wrong. You cannot do that because you have to observe before you can interpret. And the quality of your observation determines the quality of your interpretation. If your observation is bad, your interpretation will be wrong. The the quality of your observation determines the quality of your interpretation. So Bible study is observational. One of the key elements of Bible study is typically in many cases doing an outline. Your outline is to never include an interpretation. Whenever someone does an outline of a passage of scripture and you look at it and you can detect interpretation, the outline, like if I was in a hermeneutics class or a Bible study methods class or or anything in any Bible college or seminary, I'm sending that back to the student as you failed. You you get a zero. Wait, I don't even get a 50%? No, because your outline there contains interpretation. An outline should never contain interpretation. Outline is an observational tool where you observe, where you take, you're observing what's in the passage and you're putting it on paper. But the only thing you want on that paper is your observation, no interpretation. So whenever I teach you a Bible study method, a lot of people think, oh, okay, so I'm going to be able to study and interpret the passage. No, you're going to be able to study and observe the passage because Bible study is observational. Hermeneutics is interpretational, right? That's when you move into interpretation. But you can't interpret what you haven't observed. And so many people just want to read and interpret. Read and interpret. Oh, may look up a couple of cross-references. And and it's like, so whenever people want to argue with me about scripture, I'm like, show me your work. I want to see your observational work on the passage. Show me. Now, because because if you have observed something I didn't observe, like if we don't agree in our observation, we'll never agree in our interpretation. And how can you jump to the interpretation if you haven't done the observational work? I know I've stated that a million times, but I cannot state it enough because you see this failure over and over and over again. All right, so topical method. Topical method. Why am I teaching you the topical method? Because in our last live broadcast, I I gave you what we're going to be studying for the next six weeks, which is going to be the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. So since we're going to be studying the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, what we're going to do is give you the topical method where you can start basically utilizing that method in your study of the Holy Spirit. Now, we may also throw in the thematic method. There's there's some other methods we may bring into this, but we're going to try to give you as many tools. Look, the, the Bible study methods are tools. They are tools you carry around in your toolkit that when you're like, oh, we're going to study the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Wow, that's a big undertaking. Wow, that's that's a big topic. How do I approach that? Where do I even begin? How do I how do I do this? What most people do is just I'm just going to go find a book written by someone else and gives me the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. I'll read that book and go, this is what I believe. That's not Bible study. That's reading what someone else did. 
So you need to actually study the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and determine what the Bible in its entirety says about the Holy Spirit. And that's where the topical method of Bible study comes into play because it gives you the tools to be able to accomplish that very task. All right, so are you ready? Here we go. We're going to give a definition of the topical method. The topical method of Bible study involves selecting a biblical subject and tracing it. Now, you can do it a couple of ways. You could trace that subject through a single book from either the Old or New Testament or the entire Bible in order to to discover what God says about the topic. What we are going to do is we're going to be focusing on what the entire Bible says about the Holy Spirit. So you're going to trace what the Bible says from Genesis to Revelation about the Holy Spirit. That is going to be overwhelming, and it's it's crazy. If you don't have a, a, a method of Bible study, it's just going to be like, okay, you're going to write this. It's just going to be all over the place. You've got to have a system, a method where you can structure it in an organized way. So now that observation ends up on paper, and now you can take that observation and do something with it, all right? So the topical method involves selecting a biblical subject and tracing it through either a single book or you could go a single testament. So you could go book, testament, or the entire Bible. And you do this in order to discover what God says about the topic. Now, it's going to use extensive cross-referencing, and the questions you ask of the given text are limitless. There's no, there, like in some Bible study methods, like here are the questions you ask the te- text. Here's the text, you ask these questions. And the topical method, you don't, you're not limited by the number of questions you can ask the text. It's limitless, right? Now, that is good, but that can be overwhelming because the questions may never stop. So at some point you'll have to probably, okay, that's, I've got to stop right there. All right. Now, um, yeah, I can, I could give you some, some things, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to, there's some reference tools I could, I could point you to, but I'm not going to do that right now. All right. Now, uh, the topical method, this is important, can be used to study a doctrine like the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, an idea, uh, justification, regeneration, a phrase in Christ, or basically any subject that is mentioned in the Bible. So the topical method can be used to study a doctrine, an idea, a phrase, basically any subject that is mentioned in the Bible. And you come across, look, when you read the Bible, you come across different topics, different a phrase, an idea, something. And you may go, well, I wonder... You start baptism. You may start trying to draw a conclusion. Stop before you start jumping to an interpretation. You've got to figure out, you've got to trace that subject through the entire Bible, observe everything that is said about the subject, then organize your your observations in a systematic way, then sit back, look at your observations, and then you'll be able to draw some conclusions. But it's all observational. Now, Why is the topical method important? I'm just going to throw out a couple of reasons. Why? Well, I think it enables you to study the Bible, to study the Word of God in a systematic, logical, and orderly manner. The topical method gives you the ability to study the Bible in a systematic way, in a logical way, and in an orderly manner. 
because it's taking this subject that's all over the place. Now it's going to give you a system. It's going to give you a logical progression of thought. It's going to give you an order. And that can be very important when dealing with a large topic instead of getting sidetracked. And that, and you'll notice how people, whenever you get into an argument about a, a subject or a doctrine, how it, it really becomes death by cross-references. There's no rhyme or reason. Like you're, you're like, okay, this is what I believe about baptism. You quote a verse. They're like, wait, I wait, that's wrong. And then they quote a verse. And you're like, no, that's wrong. You quote a verse. And everyone quotes their verses, but nobody has any real systematic logical or orderly matter to say, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. We're just throwing, we're just throwing scriptures at each other. We got to, we got to compile all of the scriptures, observe what they are saying, and then come to a conclusion. We need a system here. Just throwing scriptures at each other. It's, it's just, it's meaningless, right? Another reason the topical method is so important, it gives a proper perspective and balance regarding biblical truth. If you want a proper perspective, if you want a balance, you get to see everything the Bible says. You can't have a proper perspective if you don't if you don't see everything the Bible says about that topic. You've got to put it all together so that you can see it. It gives you a balance, right? Because you can find five scriptures that can make you unbalanced in your doctrine. You've got to be balanced by seeing everything the Bible says. So it gives a proper perspective. It gives balance regarding biblical truth because you get to see the whole of biblical teaching. It allows you to study subjects that are of particular interest to you. There's a particular subject that you're like, man, I'm interested in this. You may just kind of be like just going from here to here and you don't have a system. This is going to give you the steps so that you can study those subjects that you think are interesting. All right, it uh, it enables you to study the great doctrines of the Bible. Like you have a, a a great doctrine, there's so much to it, but you've got to have a system in order to be able to go. And and look, everyone is going to tell you what doctrine you should believe. You've got to be able to go to the scriptures to see if it, the Bible supports that said doctrine. All right. Um. This is important. The topical method really lends itself to good and lively discussions. The results of a topical study are always easy to share. You can you can study the results of a topical study, usually relatively easy, and it can lead to good, lively discussions. But hopefully it's, it's beneficial discussions because it's based off clear observation of everything the Bible has to say about the subject, right? And I think this is important. It allows a, a variety. It, allow, it allows us to have variety in personal Bible study. Look, depending on the different methods you can use, you can use the devotional method, all right? You can use the chapter summary method, the chapter analysis method, the biographical method, the book background method. You, the, you, the more methods you have, the more variety you have, so you don't find yourself sliding into a rut where you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over and over. The, the topical method can be like, whoa, this mix, this changes everything up because it's, it's, in some ways it's extremely different than many of the other methods. And so it adds variety. Now, what are some tools you're going to need? All right. Now, obviously, you need a Bible. Obviously, you need a Bible. Now, I know people are hesitant to do what I'm going to say because they'll just, I'll just use an electronic device and I'll cut cut and paste. And I understand that, that, that it's more timely and it may be easier, but I will go always to you need paper and pencil because it's seeing and writing 
that helps you remember, right? Cutting and pasting does not have the same mental benefits as seeing and writing. So, and I would say pencil and paper, a Bible, and then you need some good cross-reference tools. You need uh, to be able to look up references. The Blue Letter Bible app is great. You can put in a word um, and it will show you every place that word is used. You may need a topical Bible, uh, a topical Bible. Well, okay, because let me let me try to show you the difference here. If you look up in a concordance, the word baptism, right? It, uh, it's only going to show you every place where that word is used. However, if there is a place where maybe the word baptism is not actually used, but there's something related to it, there it, it may even show one happening, but it doesn't mention the word. I'm, I'm just using hypothetical here, okay? The topical Bible will show you, oh, these verses relate to the subject, even though the word is not used. A concordance, it's going to show you every place the word is used. Topical Bible is going to show you all scriptures that relate to that subject, even if the word is not used. So you need probably a good, I would say, a good concordance, like a Blue Letter Bible app, and you need a good topical Bible or some kind of topical reference tool. There's different topical reference tools that will say, here's all the scriptures that relate to that topic, even if the word is not used. Sometimes they give you good scriptures they look at, and sometimes you're like, I don't know why they included this, but at least you have, it helps you in your study, all right? So there's your your, uh, tools that you need. So there's kind of the definition, there's why it's important, there's your tools. Now, here's some suggestions, all right? Here's some suggestions in doing a topical study. Um, One, you kind of want to be systematic, I think. You don't want to try to study the Bible in a haphazard manner that is basically undisciplined. You've got to to try to be systematic and disciplined if you want to do a good topical study, all right? You want to be as thorough as possible. You 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 want to find everything related to your topic. You want to be, you want to really be thorough. You know, if you skip over things or leave things out, it's it's not going to be beneficial. And you want to be as exact as possible. You want to try to get to the exact meaning of every verse you study. You want to, you want to understand context. You want to be exact so that you have a proper understanding of the topic. All right. So you want to be systematic. You want to be thorough and you want to be exact. All right. Now I could go into more details in each one of those but that's okay because of time. Now, here are the basic steps for doing a topical study, all right? Essentially, a topical study is built around six steps, all right? Six steps, and we're going to use basically, I'm just going to give you six words that will really kind of get the idea, all right? Here we go. Compile, collect, Consider, compare, condense, conclude. Compile, collect, consider, compare, condense, and conclude. All right, those those are the six 
really words that will, 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 if you remember those six words, that will help you know how to do a, a topical study. I've got to compile something. I've got to collect something. I've got to consider something. I've got to compare something. I've got to condense something. And I've got to conclude, right? So compile, collect, consider, compare, condense, conclude. Now, I'll give you a little bit more about each one, right? So you can put compile, collect, consider, compare, condense, conclude. First, compile. You're going to compile a list of all the words related to your topic. You're going to try to think of every word that could be related to your topic. What are different words that could be related to your topic? What, what could be? What could be? So, for example, for the summer 2022, the next six weeks, it's the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. What are some words that you think would relate to the topic? Well, obviously, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Spirit, those would all be words that would relate. What are some other words you think would relate to that subject? You want to compile it? Because if you miss some words, then you're going to possibly miss references and verses that would be very instrumental in helping you understand the topic. So you got to compile a list of all words that relate to the topic. you got to really think it through. Next, you got to collect all the references, all the references that deal with those words you have compiled. So if you say Holy Spirit, you need all scriptures that mention the Holy Spirit. If you have Holy Ghost, all scriptures that use the term Holy Ghost, and all the scriptures that use the word Spirit to see is that referring to the Holy Spirit or not. You got to collect all the references Every scripture that that deals with those words you compile. So first you compile, then you collect all the references. You compile, then you collect. And you got to collect all the references. You can't skip anything. Right? You say, how do I collect the references? That's using, for example, I'll just give you an example. All right, let's go. I'm going to go to the Blue Letter Bible app. There's lots of different tools you can use, but I'm going to go to the Blue Letter Bible app. I'm going to click on the search. I'm going to type in Holy Ghost. Okay. It's going to, uh, right now it's only giving me the New Testament, but I'm going to just click on this, say the whole Bible. All right. The Holy Ghost occurs 89 and 89 verses in the King James Version of the Bible. Holy Ghost occurs 89 verses in the King James Bible. So that's going to that's take a while to compile all of this, all right? To, to collect all of these references. You compile all the words, you collect all the references, right? Yes, you compile all the words, you collect all the references. Want to make sure I gave that the right order. So you got to collect all those references. Now, again, what you're going to be tempted to do is just cut and paste. You're just going to be cut and paste them. I get You can do that initially, this is what I would say. If you want to collect all the verses electronically, right? Like you you have them electronically. So you can just, for example, I'm going to go back to the Blue Letter Bible app. All right, the first one, let me go back to search here because it went away when I left it. Okay, I'm going to type in Holy Ghost, all right? Now, I've got all the references right there. Now, at this point, you don't have to, if, if you don't want, and I've given you already the assignment to write down all the references, and I do want you to write them down, but for this, I'm going to just show you how you could do this. 
You could cut and paste, or you can take a screenshot, whatever, and get a list of all the scriptures. You don't have to write them down yet. But in the very, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and open this. The very first reference is Matthew 1.18. The very first reference to Holy Ghost is Matthew 1.18. We didn't even type in Holy Spirit. We just typed in Holy Ghost. And again, it's 89 times, 89 times. No, no references in the Old Testament, none to Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is not even mentioned in the Old Testament, just in the New Testament, all right? So, now, remember, the first thing you do, you compile a list of all the words related to your topic. you got to think of every word related to your topic. Now, I'll give you a, a, a hint to help you out. Whenever you come up with your topic... This is very important. And you're like, man, I don't know what other words could relate to this. What other words could relate to this? Here's something you could do. You, uh, if you can't think of any, you could look up your topic in a Bible dictionary and just start skimming what it says to see if there's any terms that would relate. You go, oh, they use, okay, they mentioned that term or they mentioned that. That relates to my topic. And you would just compile a list of those words. So a Bible dictionary could be an, a helpful thing here, right? I, I, a lot of times I just assume that if you're getting ready to study a topic, you already know most of the words that are related to it. But in this particular case, I'm just going to give the idea that like, you're like, all right, what am I, sp Holy Spirit. There could be someone who doesn't even know the term Holy Ghost even exists. If you look up in a Bible dictionary, it may give you the Holy Spirit is also known by these names, these names, and then you could compile all of that. That would help you find all the references. So compile a list of all the words, then collect all the references. Now, when you collect the references, you can do so electronically. That's fine. That's fine. But when it comes to the next step, this is where you need pencil and, note and notebook. Consider each verse individually. Now, you've got the list. The first one is Matthew 1.18. I read this. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, I know that verse then has something to do with the Holy Ghost, and I know the Holy Ghost, obviously, Holy Spirit. I, I know, already know that, but at this point, I would then write down Matthew 1.18 because I, I've looked at it. I've considered it at least to know that it does relate to the subject. A lot of times you'll see a lot of verses and you'll be like, are we sure? You want to look at each one just to make sure, yes, that's related to the Holy Ghost. All right? So you want to consider each verse individually. You want to consider a, each verse individually. And the first thing you're just considering, all you're doing in this first, think of it this way. You compile a list of words, and you got to find those words however you got to find them. If you have to need a Bible dictionary, whatever. Then you collect all the references. You can use something like the Blue Letter Bible app, right? Then you, you start considering each verse individually. The first thing you do, right, when you consider the verses individually, you have to consider them at least twice. The first consideration is I'm just opening my Bible and making sure, okay, yeah, that's the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that that seems significant. That seems important right there. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with that one. If you come to one and you're like, I, that doesn't seem to help. Don't write it down. 
Don't write it down. So you've got your list electronically, which is what everyone's going to do. Then when you transfer that list over to paper, you are considering each verse individually to go, is this really going to help me understand my topic? Is this really going to be beneficial? Right? Then, that, then you have now, uh, what you've really done now is you're going to have a second list. You have your original list. Now the second list may be exact or I guarantee you there's going to be a lot. You're going to be like, I don't think that that's not helpful. That's not helpful in any way. And you may start. And now guess what? You've now got the scriptures that are absolutely essential and helpful in helping you understand your topic. Right? Now, the second time you compare each or consider each verse, you're going to read the verse and just take a second. All right? To kind of look at the context, look at the verses before and after, just enough to just briefly go, okay, this is I, this is the basic idea, and then just write down. So think of it this, I mean, please stay with me here. This is important. These are always hard to teach in an empty room because you need people in front of you, but you compile your list of words related. Okay. What are all the words related to our subject? All right. I've already said Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Spirit. Those are the ones just absolutely, I could throw in some other terms there. I could, right? Comforter, advocate, right? And I, I, there's some other words I could probably throw in, but that's, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Right? We compile that list. Then we collect all the references. That's simple. Right for each word, Holy Ghost. I go to a you know an electronic device like Blue Letter Bible app. Boom, there it is, eighty nine verses. Got it. All right. So I collect all those references. Then I go through each one, considering them. I look them up. All right, Matthew one eighteen, Holy Ghost. All right, that works. So now on paper, I write Matthew one eighteen. Right, and I go through. Now I'm going to possibly reduce the number of scriptures I have. So that's the first time I consider each verse. Then I go back through each verse and I consider them a second time. This time, I simply look at the context and the verses before and after, and I simply write down a very, 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 very basic and simplistic summary of what I find there. So, for example, Matthew 1.18, the Holy Ghost was involved in um, Mary being found with child. The Holy Ghost was central uh, to the incarnation of Jesus Christ. However you want to write it. You, you don't have to, you're not trying to interpret anything. But here, I mean, Mary was found, uh, Mary was ex, uh, was espoused to Joseph before they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost, right? Mary, Mary's pregnancy is connected with the Holy Ghost. And how is that, how, how does that work? We're not there to interpret that, that we're not there to interpret that. We're just to write down a summary just write down a summary. So the first time you consider, you're just seeing if this is go if you want to use the verse or not use the verse. Is it even needed or do you leave it out? Second, you're writing down a just a the most basic summary of what's found there. Now you you read the verses before and after because that may give you some clue what's that what it's saying. Right? So compile, collect, consider. When you consider each verse individually, the first time just to determine whether you're going to use it or not use it, whether you need it or don't need it. Second, you can you consider it and write down just a very, the most basic summary of what the verse is saying. Without any interpretation, if you, if you write down an interpretation, 
you fail, go, you're, you're out, you're, you're gone, you're, you're excommunicated, okay? No, you got to correct it. Next, you compare all the references with one another. Now you've got all of your, your references, you now start comparing them. We'll talk a little bit about how to do, well, you know, actually, we'll just talk about comparing them and what we need to do in comparing them, all right? All right, now, we compare. After you have carefully studied all your verses individually, you will begin to notice that some of the references naturally complement each other and deal with the same areas of the topic under study, uh, under study, uh, under study. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to categorize these references on a piece of paper. Now, when you, uh, so you've considered each verse separately two times. First time to determine if you need it. The second time just to write down basically what it says. Now, you're going to compare all, you're going to, you're going to, comp- oh, let me go back to the exact way I want to do it. You're going to compare all the references with one another. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take now a piece of paper and go, okay, these five verses deal with the Holy Spirit and the incarnation of Jesus. These five verses deal with the Holy Spirit and prayer. These five verses deal with the Holy Spirit and the new birth. These five verses deal with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. These five verses deal with the Holy Spirit and conviction. You now start comparing and grouping. Now you compare and group, right? So the... These are the Holy Spirit in baptism. These are the Holy Spirit in creation. These are the Holy Spirit in, in, in revelation. These are the Holy Spirit and whatever the case may be. So you compile. We've talked about that. You collect. You consider. You consider the, all the verses two times. The first time you just go, nope, don't, no, no. Oh, yeah, need that, need that, need that. And you're going to write that new after you comp- after you uh, are considering each verse, you're going to basically be making a new list. Then you go through that list a second time and write down just a brief summary of what those verses tell you. Okay, then you're going to compare all the references. Now you've got now you've got all of your references, and you're going to say you're going to start grouping them together. Right? You just you look at the first one and go, okay, that one deals with what well, we're here, Matthew one eighteen. That deals with the uh, the birth of Christ, the Holy Spirit and the birth of Christ. All right, so I just put, I would just go over to the side and put Holy Spirit incarnation, right? Holy Spirit and the incarnation. And then I would start compiling. I would go through that list because I've written down a summary of each one and go, oh, that one, that one goes there. That one goes there. Okay, I've gotten all of the ones that deal with the incarnation. Next, then I go to the next verse and go, what does it deal with? There you go. So you, you uh, compare all the references and place them in categories. Okay? Now, after you've done all of that, you condense your findings into an outline. You've now broke them into categories. Now you can be able to create an outline of what you've done. Here's what we know about the Holy Spirit. Number one, and and you're not interpreting anything. You're outlining all your observations that you've figured out about the Holy Spirit, and you've con- you've you've grouped them into some form of, of or you've compared all the references and grouped them into categories. So you should be able to easily do your outline as um, this is how uh, it could be described in your outline using the categories logically arrange arranged as your main divisions. Outline your study. 
Do this by grouping related or similar references together into natural divisions, then organize these divisions into a logical pattern. And helping you organize your study, this step will also enable you to share it with others. Now, you're, you're simply going to put it in an outline form. You've already, you've already been through the references twice. You've now grouped them into categories. The outline's going to, I mean, the outline's written for you. All right, you go, okay. Here we go. The Holy Spirit and the Incarnation. The Holy Spirit and this. The Holy Spirit and that. The Holy Spirit and that. And the Holy Spirit and that. You just you've got them all down. Now, now it's easy to share. Now you've you've got it all grouped together. Then the last thing you do is you conclude by summarizing. Now you summarize what you have discovered about the Holy Spirit. You summarize to some. You've already been through the references twice right? You've already categorized them. You've outlined it. Summarize the basic things that you have learned, the basic things you have learned. It could, the summary process could be described like this. Summarize your findings in a brief paragraph and then write out a practical application drawn from the summary. In this particular case, I'm not going to focus. I want you to skip the application. I don't even want you to try to apply this. This, I all I want you to do is summarize what you have discovered about the Holy Spirit. Now, when you say, well, I'm going to have, who knows, I may have 10 categories. Summarize what you think to be the essential truths found about the Holy Spirit in your study. The, 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 uh, the essential truths you have observed. You're summarizing now. So now you can, you've seen it all. Now you can go, okay. And you write it out as a paragraph form in a paragraph form. And that's it. You're done with the topical method of Bible study. All right, so let's go through this again. You compile a list of all the words. Number two, you collect all the references. You can do that electronically, right? That's going to be, that's going to take you minutes to collect them electronically. Then, so the first two, easy. You can do that in minutes. You, maybe 15, 20 minutes, you have that done. Now, the third step is where it's going to take you some time, depending on how many references you have. Now, you got to consider each verse individually. The first thing you're going through is just to making sure that, yeah, that, yeah, I'm going to use that one. I'm going to use that. What in the world? That, 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 that's, no, that's nothing. That's nothing. And, and so you start writing those down on paper. Now you've got your list that you're actually going to use. Now you go back through that list and you write a you write something down for each verse. For each verse, you write a basic s- summary of what you see in that verse. And, and you look at the, the context. Okay, yeah, maybe it's, okay, this is written to the Church of Corinth. Okay, wait, here's what's going on before, here's after. And you just write down a basic summary. That's going to take you time. You don't, you don't need to be in a hurry. You just sit back and go, okay, I've got 30 minutes. I've got 10 ver- I've got 100 verses. Can't do all 130. I'm going to dedicate the next 30 minutes to going through 10 verses. So you just go through it. You just go through it. So for example, um, for the text that we're supposed to be working on this week. All right. Um, let's see, where do I want to go here? Okay, here we go. Uh, John 15, 26, all right? But when the comforter is come, 
whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which will proceed from the Father, he shall testify of me. Now, I could simply put down, uh, if I look at the context, well, I could put the Holy Spirit here is identified as the comforter, as the Spirit of truth, and it is stated that he will testify of Christ. I just try to write down a basic idea. I'm not trying to interpret anything. Like I almost got ready to say, well, I could I could do a little bit of interpreting there, but no, those are the basic. I mean, you can see that, right? But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the father, even the spirit of truth, I think that identifies it as the Holy Spirit, uh, identifies as the Holy Spirit, will proceed, it proceeds from the Father and shall testify of me. So the Holy Spirit here is referred to as the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth. It proceeds from the Father, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father, and he will testify of Christ. That, that's a basic summary of it. I, I don't need to get caught up in, because right there, there's a part of me that's like, oh, well, what about this? No, 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 no. That's all, that's all I'm going to write down right there on that second that second considering of each verse individually. That's all I'm going to write down. And then I'm going to move on. All right? So, and then you just go, you continue to work on it until you're, you've, you've, you've uh, considered each verse the second time. Then you compare them all together and you start grouping them in categories. After you group them in categories, then you create your outline, which will be easy. Then you conclude by summarizing what you have discovered. There is your topical method of Bible study. And you do not interpret anything. Any interpretation in that process, you get a big bad. No, no. Step away from your Bible study material and go stand in the corner. You're in timeout. Because if you start trying to interpret it, you're you're circumventing the, the, the process. You're breaking the process. You can't do that. You got to do all the observation. And now you see it all. And you're going to be like, okay, all right. I think I got a basic idea of what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Now, after you've done all of that, now you have the ability to start working on individual parts, questions. There's a lot you can do there. I will say this. We could add another step, but at any point, when you're working on it, if you come across something that doesn't make sense, a question or a challenge, just write that down. You don't, you don't get de- distracted to go pursue that question. You just write it down to the side and you'll come back to that after you've done all of your observation for the topical method. Then you can pursue the individual question. Do not get distracted while doing the topical method and trying to interpret something, trying to understand something, or trying to go find an answer. All you're doing is obser- observing everything that's there. You compile, you collect, you consider, you compare, you condense, and you conclude. All right, nobody popped into chat to say, wait a minute, I don't understand. Now, if someone doesn't understand, I'll turn this microphone right back on and answer your question. You can email me your specific questions about how to do this method. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Now, I do apologize that for those participating in the Bible study exercise, you are about to, well, you're going to get baptism by fire because we are jumping, right? I mean, we're just jumping right into it. We're not even, we're not even uh, giving you a small topical study. We're doing, I mean, 
The, the Holy Ghost is mentioned 89 times in the King James. If I go to the Blue Letter Bible, let me just do this. I'm going to go back to the Blue Letter Bible app. I'm going to type in uh, Holy Capital. Let's see here. Go uh, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Okay, the Holy Spirit's only used 21 times. So the King James obviously prefers the term Holy Ghost. Uh, so the t- Holy, so I, was, I think I said 89 times for Holy Ghost, 21 times for Holy Spirit. All right, so we're going to have over 100 references there. Um, you can, that, that's already going to require some work. Now, if I type in the word Spirit with a capital S, I have 456 verses. Now, I guarantee you, when you start looking up all the words for spirit, remember, you got to collect all the words. You got to look up the references for each one. When I went, because all, but you're, all you're doing is looking for word, things that will lead you to the Holy Spirit. So, for example, uh, uh, Genesis 41.8, and it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And the Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Pharaoh was, uh, he was troubled in his spirit. That's not referring to the Holy Spirit. So that would, when, see, you see by going by to each verse, when we go to each verse in the uh, study, Go back to the the steps here. When we go to uh, uh, consider each verse, you're going to reduce that large number to a much smaller manageable number because you're going to immediately go, that doesn't refer to the Holy Spirit. That doesn't refer to the Holy Spirit. That doesn't refer to the Holy Spirit. So it's going to seem overwhelming at first. That's why you have to go through all the references the first time and consider each one individually. That is actually helping you reduce your workload. That's actually helping you make your study manageable. All right. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. And I will be definitely here to help assist you in any way possible so that you can become an actual student of the Bible instead of simply listening to everyone else tell you what it means and listening to their study, right? The more you study, the more you're protected against anyone using the scripture to manipulate you by it. All right. Thanks for listening. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. So uh, we got a lot to do. So start working for those participating in the Bible study exercise this week. Holy Spirit is the, is the, is the, well, not just this week, for the next six weeks, that's what we're going to be studying. You're, you're going to be doing a topical method. So you can go, I didn't give you that, and I did not give you that uh, assignment yet, but you just go ahead and consider it your assignment because that's your assignment. All right. I already told you to compile a list of all the scriptures that use the word Holy Ghost. So I was already giving you a head start. Now you can just go ahead and start working on a topical method. All right. And I may try to work through this some with my congregation.
I don't know. We'll have to see. That could be that could be really messy for a uh, for live streaming how it would come across, but we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll definitely uh, do some things to make it work. All right, there you go. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great evening. God bless.